0: Hello and welcome to the Alchemist Inkwell. this is your spiritual podcast for grounded people. And that's like even more emphasized in this episode. It really is. I mean, yeah.
1: so I'm Emily, by the way. Um, oh, and I'm Crystal Lynn. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I'm burnt out. Are you burnt out? I'm burnt out. I'm not burnt out. I'm like fuzzy. Like yeah. I'm walking in the dream with all the edges really soft. <laughs> Yeah, I feel very. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, Uh, you know, just a a scroll through TikTok and Instagram and stuff lately shows that a lot of people are feeling that way too. And that I attribute astrologically mostly to something that perfected on the 12th, which is Jupiter and Neptune. Mm -hmm. Um, But they are slow movers. So this week, and in the different, you know, the full moon that we're coming into, and then a, a new kind of shift with Tara season that follows soon after, we do still have that dreamy energy. And there are ways that you can float through it and just kind of enjoy the blissed out state of being in a dream. And there are also ways that you can apply it a little bit and, and um, kind of, again, kind of what we're talking about, have the awareness of as well as the activation of it. Mm -hmm. which I think is going to be really cool. And you can do either one. There is no wrong way to do it. I was explaining to someone on TikTok. I got tagged in a video where they're like, what is this feeling? It feels like a full moon kind of feeling or whatever. And I said, you're probably feeling Neptune and Jupiter. It's really great for spiritual expansion, but it's also really great for rest, like radical rest, deep rest, hibernation, kind of sleep activation in your dreams kind of rest. So there's no wrong way to go about it.
1: Yeah, I do also want to say, first of all, I want to apologize. It's super windy and snowing here. So if you guys hear like wind, there's nothing I can do. Just...
0: <laughs> I don't hear I'm it on like, this end.
1: Okay, good. Because I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> I can just, it's like, whoo, 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 over here. Um, How appropriate. But yeah, so we decided it would be fun because we have a lot of really big astrological things coming up this week that we definitely want to chat through. But there's also really big themes of things going on. First, the first mm-hmm. one is that like dreamy, sleepy kind of subconscious activation which we already kind of alluded to and then there's themes that we wanted to kind of just address in general of like what it is to be more like go through a spiritual awakening versus having spiritual activation in your life and kind of play with that concept a little bit because that is a lot that's a big thing a lot of people are kind of figuring out mm-hmm. right now is kind of towing the line especially if you had your spiritual awakening over covid it was in 2020 which many many peoples were You're going to start noticing here that a lot of people's awakenings are going to just completely fall away and they're just not going to be around. And you're going to be like, whoa, I thought all all these people had the spiritual awakening and then other people are going to go much larger. They think they're going to go deeper. And we wanted to kind of talk through that because that's really the energy that's starting to come up in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah. And to, to continue on that thread again, for people who have this spiritual awakening and then they continue back to what feels to the perceiver as a normal Mm -hmm. life again, that's not wrong they had their spiritual awakening, (laughs) they've thought about it, they've integrated it. And the lifestyle that they are living is the way that they've processed that. Some other people will have the awakening kind of realization the wow I see the world differently kind of thing and then they need to continue pursuing that and to ne- continue investigating that and that becomes even more a part of their ingrained lifestyle um, we can relate to that side of things I'm sure many of our viewers can relate to that side of things but that doesn't make it the better or worse option of the two mm-hmm. so I want to start out by saying we are not denouncing or making fun of any route that may have been taken post awakening Yeah, Um, And I really keep the quotes around awakening because while that word has been spoken in so many contexts and so many times, and it's been abbreviated in so many ways and taken out of context in so many ways that like, it doesn't even sound like a word anymore. Uh, So let's, let's put define spiritual awakening in this context back to um, a realization of a new worldview Mm -hmm. that incorporates spirituality in a new, fresh way. I fully agree with that. And I do find it one thing
1: that um, I find does happen. And I want to touch on this a little bit. People will have a big spiritual awakening again, kind of quotes around Mm -hmm. that, but that's the best term we have for it, right? They wake up to wait a second. There's so much more in the world. I'm so much more powerful than I thought I was. I can talk to guides, whatever, all these different things. They have kind of that moment. And then as they build off of it it feels like that moment falls away and always people Mm -hmm. fall into this trap because they're like, I had my awakening and I, you know, have been working on it and now it feels like it's like not as strong and that's not what it is. Chances are good. You you awaken to all of this potential, all of this energy, all of this things you incorporated it. So it became part of your daily life and now it's part of your daily life. So it no longer feels like this special, crazy, big thing you're going through. It feels like your day to day because people, I mean, I I come across this a lot in readings or just when I run into Mm -hmm. people who recognize me, those kind of things. They're like, wow, like it must be so magical and whatever. I'm like, it is, but it doesn't feel that way for me to talk to guides anymore. It feels the same way that I brush my teeth. It feels very simple. It feels very easy. It feels very comfortable because I've integrated that and I've done all the work and now it's just part of what I do in my day to day. And that is part of having an awakening and then an activation. It's part of, this is my day-to-day life now. And I have incorporated this on such a deep level. And people do that in varying different degrees. It just doesn't always feel like that first sensation of when you had your awakening and you're like, oh my gosh, everything is magical and things are crazy cool and things are happening every day. Those things are still happening, but it's just normal. Um, And I always want to highlight that because that is a huge thing that comes up for people often it's like I feel like I'm not doing enough I feel like it's slipping it's like no you've done all the things you did the thing you integrated it it's supposed to just take you through and be normal after that it's supposed to be comfortable and you'll still grow of course but it's not supposed to keep being that like electric experience does that
0: make sense yeah it's like the first time you learn two plus two it blows your mind that like oh my god two and two equal four and now we're like two plus two is four we've integrated it. We're good. We've, we've got it. It's part of our foundation now and we've built upon it with new things. So Mm -hmm. I think it's absolutely, um, relevant with spiritual things as well. It goes back to that course in miracles concept where there is really no degree of variation between miracles. A small thing is just as much of a miracle as what we perceive as a big thing. And they are, everything is miraculous. And when you start realizing that you start becoming more just aware. So activation leads to another level of awareness and you just see it and you're like, ah, there it is. And Mm -hmm. it's, it works that way. Um, and I think that's really important to remember. So like, it's not like you missed the boat or missed the train or you've gotten weaker or anything like that. And there are new avenues and new paths. And there's always something new to discover, which can be really exciting, but there's also, something to be said about periods of integration and periods of, um, you know, some people will be like, I lost my abilities. You didn't, but I can see how they're resting right now. Or I can see how they just haven't had, um, occasions of use recently. Mm-hmm. I used to be that way all the time. I used to get so mad. Cause like, nobody's needed my intuition lately. And I'm afraid I'm going to go like dull and it's not true. You know, mm-hmm. I have, I do readings, where I'll do um, intuitive and mediumship readings, or I'll do astrology readings and I'll have like a string of astrology readings, and all of a sudden a mediumship reading will come up, and I'll be like, oh man, I wonder how that's going to go. It's been a couple of months since I really tuned in in this way. And um, like I'm starting gallery readings again, and I'm thinking, oh, I wonder how that's going to go. Cause I used to do gallery readings a year, like years ago, 10 years ago at this point. And I'm just like, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder how that's going to show up now. But because I have that background of remembering that it can feel normal and it comes right back the way it needs to I'm just like eh, I'll find out <laughs> and it'll be fine and it's going to be great and everybody who needs what they need will get what they need and you will get to facilitate that when you are the person who is right to facilitate that it's just that that's not every day all the time because that would burn you out yeah so
1: I completely agree with that and also it's When people struggle with trust, it's such a provable thing after a while with your abilities. Like, that's Mm -hmm. always, like, the biggest thing I say is, like, first of all, do belief work on it, of course. Like, you want to get over any blocks to have around trust. But the truth of the matter is, is give it a little time and you're going to trust it so much more just because it's going to keep showing up when you need it to show up. Like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't fail. Like, that's not something that happens. It always comes through. So it's always something I'm, like, highlighting of, like, yeah, if you're struggling with that, like gonna come through it came through before it's not gonna stop now like yeah just, that's not how that works um but yeah to talk a little bit about the difference between awakening and activation because we wanted to talk about that now we are talking about spiritual active activation in a more long term sense not necessarily like having an activation done so i want to make mm-hmm. sure that like we highlight that a little bit um because we're talking about it as a state of being and less about an action um so that there's no confusion as we talk about that because we really wanted to explain a little bit about how spiritual awakenings are a start of a journey and some people just get there and that's perfectly wonderful where spiritual activations when we talk about it as a state of being it is a day-to-day lifestyle where you're diving in and going more you're trying to expand bigger you've taken your awakening you've taken this moment of aha and now are helping it to grow along because you know about your place in this and it feels like a calling and it feels like deeper work and it feels like a continuation. It isn't just something that helped you in the moment that you can then kind of just move on from. It's something that helped you in the moment you saw everything and you're going to see everything else. You're going to dedicate it and you're going to keep going and going and going, which People can go both ways and both are completely valid, aligned with whoever's life path it is and what they have going on. But it's important to note the distinction in a couple of, for like a whole bunch of reasons, really.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And also um, the definition of spirituality does not have to be exclusive to meditation and connecting with guides and whatever. You may find your activation comes through basketball and you pursue basketball as a passion. And like, that is where you just dedicate your life because it's where you're at, that can be mm-hmm. as spiritual of an experience as anything else. So you're not missing mm-hmm. out on spirituality because you're pursuing another interest that doesn't get the credit of being yeah. spiritual. You absolutely are exercising your magic in that way because that's where your passions are drawing you. So, again, we're talking about the, the archetype of spirituality in this sense, but just understand that this isn't the only way that your activation can be expressed and you aren't missing an activation just because you're choosing another path that's not considered by the greater world to be a spiritual path. Not every person who follows a certain faith world worldview or belief system becomes a monk or a priest or right. a bishop or whatever kind of leadership there is in that different sect. I mean, like with, with me, it started, out was like astrology. Oh, that's really interesting. I bet you will. It will help me understand divine timing a little bit better. And maybe I'll be able to feel less like a control freak. And then all of a sudden, because I am a control freak, I was like, there's more I can learn here. And now astrology truly is my lifestyle every morning. um, There's, there's certain things that I do that just really align my whole day with it. So, you know, you don't have to be The astrological equivalent of a monk, or you don't have to become a mage just because you have an interest. You can have varying interests. And in fact, even in astrology, there is room for that. There are people who are meant to sample many things of life. And then there are people who are like triple fixed in their charts, me, who are like, I want one thing and I want to focus on it for the rest of my life. And this is where I am. And that's a personality type. And that's what you were born to be. And that's exactly what you should follow. We are not telling you to be one way, we are not telling you not to be another way. But this is, you know, your activation will take you where it needs to be. And sometimes you get activated in different directions from one thing to another thing to another thing. And that's all part of a greater arc of your life story of which has a jack of all trades sort of theme to it. Yeah. Did that sound I right? That that's, yeah.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that that makes perfect sense. Um, and the reason we wanted to highlight today is because as you notice, people are, uh, changing and shifting now that the world is opening back up and people are going back in. And you might feel a little bit of that energy too, of like, I had this beautiful awakening, but now where am I going with it? And what am I doing? And that is kind of the theme that's coming up basically over the next month. It's mm-hmm. truly when we look at the energy, it's like, where do you want to go with it? Maybe you really got inspired to, in our case, write books, or maybe you really got inspired to start a new job outside instead of being stuck in the, out- like maybe it was all those things. And those are versions of spiritual
0: activation that are super Excuse important. I love that. Yeah. yeah, I love the idea of um, comparing Activation with inspiration because they really are very, uh, very similar, if not the same kind of yeah. energy. Yeah.
1: Or maybe you pulled a Krista's mom and just had got activated to save an entire town because you felt yeah. like it,
0: and so <laughs> that succeeded. was what you felt to do.
1: Um, and that is perfectly good. Now, if you are one of those people who have felt like I don't know, I'm not feeling activated into anything. Open yourself up to be like, oh, if this, uh, this is this something I want to do right now, or maybe I am just sampling a bunch of stuff, and this was the space I needed to sample next, and now I'm looking for my next bit of fun or inspiration to come through. It's totally fine to be open to that as well. And this is again that dreamy energy that's like, what happens in dreams? You get shown a bunch of different stuff, and some of the stuff feels great, and you want to go flying around the city in your dream again, and some of the stuff is terrible, and you absolutely don't want to ever have a nightmare like that in the rest of the time. Like that. Is kind of the energy that we're in. So if you are like, I don't know what to do with all of this energy, I was so into it during COVID. And now I'm like, real life is happening again and stuff is moving and shifting. And I don't know how to hold on to it. This is the space to let yourself be inspired and let yourself be activated.
0: Mm -hmm. And, you know, even when the energies are activating, excuse me, as they are going to be over the next month or so, um, it's important to remember you're not going to miss an activation in the energy you're not going to miss it. What is for you will never miss you. It will never miss you. And it's going to activate you in the way that you need to be activated. And sometimes it's mm-hmm. going to show up externally, like drastically. And you're going to like, wow, that was an activation. And sometimes it's going to be a whisper and it's mm-hmm. just going to be this change in perception. And that is exactly the definition of a miracle and a course in miracles. So that's just as awesome. Mm-hmm. One of the, um, So the the major activating things that we're kind of building up to are the eclipses happening at the very end of April and somewhere around Mm mid-May. But building up to those, we have one more lunation, a full moon that happens right before the eclipses start. So the eclipses are gonna be a new moon that happens to be an eclipse and a full moon that happens to be an eclipse. Those two are activating because they are, they're like the, uh, the pivot point in a story. Everything hinges here and goes in a different direction after that. And wherever this shows up in your chart will kind of give you a context as to what might be changing over the next year and a half as these Mm -hmm. activating kind of eclipses go on. Um, I've been including them in readings for a while now because everybody's showing up with either something Jupiter and Pisces related because we're having that Jupiter-Neptune spiritual explosion kind of experience right now. And that goes through this next moon. And also because these eclipses are happening and causing some stark changes in people's lives. So I get that, that a lot of people are feeling this spiritual awakening, spiritual activation kind of energy going on. Totally valid. Again, wherever Pisces is in your chart, you may be feeling it there. Uh, lucky me, it's in my fifth house of creativity. So like my books are just going and flowing, which is fantastic. But on the 16th, which is, I believe it's Saturday, it's the two days after this airs. We do have the full moon in Libra, which is the last lunation before the, um, the eclipse coming up, the lunar eclipse in Taurus. And, uh, I just want to confirm that I have that right in my head. Yep. Cool. So with this one, do we want to talk about that now and kind of go into the Libra moon? Yeah.
1: Before we touch on that, just really quick, cause I'm getting yeah. pushed to talk about it from my guys. Yeah. I, um, I was pushed to awakening. shut up. So. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. (laughs) It worked out. (laughs) Um, I was just going to talk really quick about awakenings and a little bit about like what we mean when we say awakening, Mm -hmm. because oftentimes those are like the big like windfall, right? Of information. Your perception shifts massively. All of a sudden you're aware of all these new crazy things that are to do with the world. um, And it can, more often than not, it is brought on by some sort of less than pleasant event. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. spiritual awakenings don't typically come out of like, I've had the most amazing year of my life. Poof. I'm going to be awakened. It's usually after you experience something that is the opposite of that. It usually, yeah. after you go through a deep, dark night of the soul, like it, it's, it's a lot of that, or, you know, like a
0: quarantine. <laughs> Why do we think or, so you many know, people like, had co- their awakenings during quarantine? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, that is usually what
1: ends up happening when it comes to spiritual awakenings. And so I do want to highlight that too, just a little bit. Activations are more... They have more longevity. Let's just put it that mm-hmm. way. They're like longer. It's more mundane. It's more day to day. It's that kind of energy where awakenings come from like after a big event or something where you really had to shut yourself down. It brings you back up. It lights your fire mm-hmm. again. And it it's really an expansive and it tends to be a huge expansion in your consciousness. So you never are the same again after the spiritual mm-hmm. awakening um, because you've seen it. And even if you shut it down, you know, it's there. And that is kind of the energy. Um, so if you that is you you can relate to that experience at all that was an awakening and now since then you've just been activated on kind of like riding the river downstream you like entered the river and all of a sudden everything's wet and now you get to like surf down (laughs) downstream um further and further just to like define that a little bit more for you guys too because oftentimes people are like did I have a spiritual awakening or was I just like really upset and then I finally felt better and it's like no you
0: you did that's kind of what leads into it a lot of times yeah and to, to play on that too. You know, everybody before 2020 and, and at that point, everybody was like, Oh, the, the whole planet's about to ascend and we're all going to have like the vibration's going to rise and all that stuff. And I was like, well, that sounds a little bit too woo woo for my taste, but you know how that looked in reality, we Mm -hmm. all got stuck on our own nature grounded us. So the only people we had to talk to was ourselves. And we had to come to a new understanding. And if you Mm -hmm. notice the The old normal, if you want to talk about it that way, is not coming back, and we don't want it anymore. We want to return to some routines that we that we miss, and we know what's valuable to us now. But some things, like the way we view celebrity now, has completely changed. We're mm-hmm. not starry eyed. Everybody feels more on an equal playing ground because we're kind of seeing each other as souls in. In some respects, certainly we're not all the way there in certain areas. And I want to make sure that people understand that I know there's still room for growth and I'm actively um, excited about progress in those areas. But in some areas, it really has leveled out a little bit, which is hopefully making space for other areas to also reach the levels they need to reach. Mm-hmm. And in those relationships that we have, those are going to be really for front and center with this uh, full moon. If you feel like we're at a point to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I think we're good now. I just wanted to make cool. sure we touched on that yeah. too.
1: So the distinction was made.
0: Yeah. Thank you. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, full moon in Libra. We think about Libra, which is um, traditionally placed in the seventh house of relationships and partnerships. And I, w- I want to say it's more marriage and partnerships because it's those committed relationships. It's generally associated with the idea of contracts, not contracts as in like binding, which it can be, but like, I'm in this for the long haul. It's an agreement. We're here in this together. There's another place in the chart for relationships that are more about fun and and romance and things. Um, But with Libra, it's about the scales. It's about the you and the me and how that balances. So what we're coming into with this is um, we're looking at, at this point, Mars is in Pisces now, so that, <laughs> that makes me, Mars is not thrilled to be in Pisces, it's Venus's territory, but Mars also isn't in detriment or any kind of ill dignity in Pisces, so it's just like steam instead of fire. Because Pisces is very watery. So it's like the boiling water. Certain things may be boiling to a part, a, a point of seething over at this point, with the full moon activating this uh energy going on as well. So we're feeling like releasing. And Mars is like, yeah, I got some stuff pent up. Let's release it. <laughs> so we also have Jupiter and Neptune together creating these grand visions and illusions and maybe exaggerating our feelings in some respects, depending on how how elevated our emotions are at this point. Mm-hmm. And Venus, being the ruler of this uh, lunation, is also in Pisces exalted. The way I expressed that in my skit for Venus this week was um, Venus says, You know, welcome to Pisces, where I don't own it, but I have platinum membership. So that's exaltation. It's not Venus's house, but she's got the platinum card. And that's the preferential treatment that she receives there she's celebrated in pisces and there's so much going on in pisces already to just really throw that party for her if jupiter was going to throw a party for someone in his own house he's throwing it for venus right now how cool is that right and neptune came too and then mars is the broody one in the corner so you can kind of see how how that's going on <laughs> and at this time mercury is conjunct mm-hmm. uranus right <laughs> like dang it should be my party um So Mercury at this time is also conjoined with Uranus and Taurus. Lots of change. Mercury is like little speedy change. Uranus is like radical change. This needed to be turned on its head for like the course of a generation. And so this is happening with a lot of Venus energy. Venus rules... Libra, where the moon is. Venus rules Taurus, where Uranus and um, Mercury are conjoining. And she is exalted in Pisces, where so many of the other planets are right now. Mm -hmm. And so Saturn is still in Aquarius, like that little outlier (laughs) that's really not um, influenced directly by Venus, uh, though it is squared by sign with Taurus. Um, So what we're seeing is this final eclipse our final lunation before the eclipse season is asking for radical change, possibly exaggerated, like our tempers may be getting the better of us right now and creating some bigger scenarios that we have bigger feelings about than we expected. And then maybe should be attached to the reality of the situation. So the way to take all of these feelings is to hit the pause button and say, wow, I've got a big feeling about this. What's that feeling? And why, why am I feeling this way? What's creating that feeling? Gentle parent yourself (laughs) and give yourself the opportunity to repair or to release relationships that are starting to create grudges and resentments. If you have a certain person that comes to your mind when you get upset because they are, or have, or are creating some kind of a feeling in your life, that feeling is the only thing you have control over that person is completely out of your control. So if there's a possibility to forgive them by way of saying this person's actions no longer affect my joy and my feeling and my peace, do that. If you're going to release something, I recommend releasing resentments, grudges, and any feelings of rejection that you have that come from a specific other person, group, whatever. And This is the right time to do it because, again, this is the last lunation before the eclipses. I do not recommend doing rituals or doing moon water or anything during an eclipse because that is a collective reset rather than an intentional solo duty so to speak so for the gamers out there like it's not your individual project that is the collective experiencing something all at mm-hmm. once kind of like quarantine had a very eclipsy kind of energy to it because it was us sharing a collective experience eclipses are kind of like that too so we don't want to try to influence it too much one way or another because we might miss the bigger picture a way to apply this in your life to release those things is to find any phrase where you're like man i need this Need is a word that really implies attachment or condition. I need this in order to love or accept this. Instead, and I think um, Emily, you do this really well too. It would be nice to have this or something better. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing how this might work out in my favor or how it might go better than I imagine or, you know, like what the highest and best version of this looks like. That way, you're creating unconditional. Uh, love or joy or energy directed towards the outcome of this situation you find yourself in. And that allows you to allow the energy to flow through you so that it happens very often better than you expected. Again, individual readings will show the ways that we can more specifically expect that to go, but I will also be posting horoscopes for the different signs in a little bit more specific of a sense.
1: Yeah, it's really important for this new moon when I look at the energy of it to make sure you're doing something grounding, like genuinely, (laughs) even if it's just grounding your energy multiple times in a day, if it's taking a bath where you're like really focusing on your energy and like running it down into the earth and pulling earth energy back up. It Maybe it's just go stand outside. Currently, it's snowing here, so I'm not going to do that one. But you could, <laughs> um, even if it's just go standing outside, or even um, gardening or planting flowers, working with your your plants indoors can be really really grounding things. Reading a book, just sitting there, focusing on something that's not your own energy and your own feelings, but really is just this product of this reality that you're holding in your hands and really focusing that in eat really comforting food um grounding 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 things especially during this uh full moon because not only do we have this like dreamy floaty energy going on but it's now dreamy floaty energy that also is going to show you where your triggers are to you to encourage like to encourage you to release them um which can feel jarring at the very least And when I look at the energy, that's what it looks like, is it looks like this full moon is a lot of like, let me shake your cup and see what stuff comes to the top. And that doesn't always feel super great. So making sure that you're grounded so that you can view these things from kind of a third person perspective, as instead of a this is something I'm experiencing, it's this is a thing that's happening, um, it will really, really help the energy. Because when I look at it, that's exactly what I see It's basically everything you said is just like, okay, lots of stuff coming up to release grudges, release resentment, release um, conditions and unhealthy attachments and very deep cerebral emotional things.
0: Yeah. And to me, one of the densest energies is resentment because you're pinning something on someone else and you're giving away your power to that person. And so if you're looking for a reason to help you justify how to forgive somebody when there's no promise that they'll change, you're giving your power away to them by holding on to that resentment or that condition or whatever. So choose to, to uh, draw your power back into you by releasing anything that is attached or conditional or hinges on their behavior, because they're going to do what they're going to do. And you are losing the control of your life by basing your actions and your feelings on theirs. Yeah. Also, it's
1: important. Brene Brown talks about this. Um, resentment is a function of envy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So like detaching the anger a bit from it is mm-hmm. really helpful because yeah. resentment usually makes you feel angry, but there's two separate feelings. And when I look at the energy of them, they're very, very different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you're feeling really angry, Make sure you're like, ooh, is this because I have a resentment, and then deal with the resentment piece for the anger piece.
0: Yeah, I've noticed um, Human Design is having a bit of a moment again too. So projectors out there, you're human not. Human Design
1: is having a bit of a
0: moment. <laughs> the way that you just said that was great. Okay, <laughs> I know it's. I've seen it being more prominent on social media. So I know a lot of people are investigating that, and people who have in, who have discovered that there are projectors, like me, um, you're not self theme is considered bitterness. Bitterness is usually a very similar thing. If somebody has something that you don't have, but you would like to have, it is not their fault that they have it. It is not your fault that you don't. So it's, uh, it's understanding like they have something I wish I had, but clearly it's perfect for them right now. And there's something different for me. That's where the, it would be nice to have this or something better comes in because if what you think is perfect for you actually fits somebody else, then there's something different that is more perfect for you. And you just mm-hmm. haven't fathomed it yet. I've gone through this. I feel where you're at, you guys, but honor that. Say, I'm having that feeling, but I don't need to be angry at someone for this. I can say, wow, this must not be the absolute perfect situation for me. I am looking forward to seeing how this can align even more perfectly in my situation. And I can't wait for that to be the perfect time because what is for you will not miss you. I know from experience how frustrating it is waiting. And I know from experience how amazing it is when it finally does show up. So, promising that for people who are out there feeling in the stuck right now.
1: Yeah, and then yeah. we enter into Taurus on the same day. I get to travel across the yeah. country for our writing retreats so I get to go see Krista. Um, but what is Taurus looking like for us? Because
0: that's a whole other energy coming in. So actually, it's funny because on the 16th we have the full moon. On the 17th, Mercury will actually form a sextile with Venus, so bringing kind of surprises and changes with thinking in our relationships. Um, Venus again. Ruling that Mercury Uranus situation. So kind of offering strong support changes, hopefully for the better charity peace, that kind of stuff. And then the next day that conjunction and sextile with Venus Uranus and Mercury going on the sun will also square Pluto. So there's a lot of active energy on that day. And then the sun squaring Pluto is going to shed some light on some hidden, possibly buried things and bring them up for us to address. And it's kind of like (laughs) when I was imagining this or visualizing it, it reminded me of, um, I live in Pennsylvania. So Groundhog Day is kind of a thing here. Punxsutawney. Phil, the groundhog, is in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. And every year, the one thing I hear everybody talk about is, well, of course, he's going to see a shadow. All those news spotlights on him. How could he not see a shadow? And like, absolutely. This feels like you're shining a spotlight on the groundhog and wondering if he's going to see a shadow or not. And so overall, it's sudden changes in thinking. And actions due to surfacing and possibly like not as welcome information, but thank God, you know, because now you can make the situation better and you can enhance the quality of life moving forward. It's kind of like a rescue or a support for those who have also been taken advantage of because on this uh, day, the moon is also forming a trine with Jupiter and Neptune. So creating a lot of charitable uh, healing energy. Mm -hmm. So resolutions is something I would look forward to and hope for on this day. Um, that's how I hope to see the energy show up a deeper read into the chart. will we'll say more, but, um, those are the kind of energies that are swirling at that time that take us up to the 19th of Taurus season where, um, Jupiter is finally separating a little bit with Neptune in Pisces. So we're kind of the, the parting of the fog, so to speak, like the mist is beginning to part. And, uh, we have the moon moon rising in Sagittarius at the moment that this is exact, at least for the East coast, which creates this free thinking and optimism with the moon being in Sagittarius at the time. And so for Taurus season, this being the initiation of this whole month, a certain level of optimism may be over like an over thread going on, which Mm -hmm. I certainly am welcoming. I would love some Jupiterian optimism in my life travel is a Sagitarian thing, so we'll test that out that day. But then also, um, hold on really quick, just because you're gonna laugh. Yeah. I did a
1: reading uh, for someone, and she was wearing a shirt that said uh, "Bigfoot is a Sagittarius," and it made me <laughs> smile so
0: much. Because oh my yes. god, now you have me thinking about like where would I put Bigfoot? Oh, I love that though. That's great because right? he gets around. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, he does. We have he him here. Wants. He's <laughs> yeah. elusive. Yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> so, anyway, when you oh, said gosh. that I was like, oh, Rick, right. Bigfoot's a Sagittarius. So, anyway, <laughs> yeah, thank Continue. you for sharing that. Yeah, no, you helped me get um, my notes in order here, too, because um, we also have Venus again is exalted in Pisces. And at the moment of the perfection of the sun moving into Taurus, she will square the moon and form a sextile with Uranus and Mercury hanging out over in Taurus. And she's approaching that conjunction with Neptune. Uh, which will happen on the 27th, which will also be near her exact exaltation, exaltation degree in Pisces. So we're breaking into the dream world. I visualize this as like the closet to Narnia. It's your opportunity to really go into this dream world where not everything's perfect, but you can see ideals and the possibility to bringing them to light. And you get to start from the ground up because remember, this is Taurus season. So we're looking for the resources to build the stuff that's going Mm -hmm. to support us. And again, we still have Saturn and Aquarius. So some social structuring comes into that as well. Like we're rebuilding society in a sense. And there are a lot of themes at play where I think we've already seen that whole Uranus and Taurus rebuilding, finding new resources, looking for sustainability to lead us into a new lifestyle for the collective world, nations, all of those things. So the general interpretation of Taurus season, which by the way, is my season. I am a Taurus sun, which is yay. Happy birth month to all the other Taurus suns out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Venus is doing a lot of the heavy lifting being in her exaltation and the ruler of Taurus. So it's like spring cleaning, cleaning house, both personally and socially to break through any illusions we've held, like that dirt you've just been overlooking. Now you see it and you're like, oh gosh, I really want to clean that off. And so you have the energy to get up and take matters into your own hands, take some initiative and have a nice place to live, work and grow. Because remember, that's the reward. I like to say this about Taurus is they have this stereotype of being lazy. And another astrologer friend of mine and I were talking the other day, she is also a Taurus sun. And I was like, I'm not lazy, but I am very much motivated by rest and free time. So I will get everything done so that I can go back to sitting on the couch. And that I think is probably the, the more reality of that archetype for Taurus. So this is the initiative to get the the stuff done. My mom always likes to say, I don't like painting the room. I like the result of the room being painted. So I will do the work to get to the, the result. That's kind of where we're at with our lives, just setting ourselves up and kind of nesting the world the way that we want it to be. So my affirmation for this is I build the world that I want to see. And I recommend redecorating, donating to a cause that's important to you, and starting to take tangible steps towards what you want. Tangible, functional, things that you can sink your fingers into and say, this worked. I can measure it. And I'm taking these steps. The wind
1: just blew open my window. So I'll pause Ooh. while I close it. <laughs> there we go. Yeah
0: yay old house problems <laughs> yeah that's awesome nature oh, coming in nature's very tarian too so maybe nature yeah. just wanted to say hi i think that was what it was it was very interesting mm-hmm. um it was like a huge breeze just like flash my sister <laughs>
1: <laughs> like hello snowstorm um, no i really love that though and i it, it, it does kind of feel like this year has been building to this Taurus season yeah um in a really really big way like when i look at the energy of it i'm like why does this feel like the mountaintop and then we get to kind of like go down the other side and i know there's probably astrology reasons for that and, and for sure but like it just feels like it's been building 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 to like finally get here and then like things can move on which is odd because it's not like it's a new year thing it's not like it's an airy
0: season which is the start of the thing it's 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 an earthy season <laughs> it is kind of a new cycle though so we have uranus and taurus being really activated not only by the sun and a lot of things transiting over it but by the eclipses the nodes are now in the north node specifically is in taurus the south node is in scorpio we've only had one eclipse that was sort of a preview in scorpio last year in the october i think it was the october eclipse Mm-hmm. and that happened in taurus so that kind of previewed what we were coming into but then the eclipses shifted back into gemini and sagittarius to finish that cycle now we are holding completely in the taurus scorpio nodal cycle and this is the beginning of that so it definitely has this okay moving on kind of energy to it especially with uranus being in there too being like yeah let's do this <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah
1: and that makes sense it does feel like things are really going to start like rapid fire shifting too, mm-hmm. like boom, 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 boom. Not in a way where it's like another thing, another thing. It's more
0: like, oh, cool.
1: Another thing. Yeah.
0: Um, and that's definitely going to um, depend on the way that you look at it, you know, because yeah. some people may feel overwhelmed with changes. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, triple fixed person here. Sometimes change is very overwhelming for me. I have had to condition myself to be excited about change. I used to cry when my mom got a haircut. I hated change so much, but now it's like, I'm looking forward to change because I, at least at least, uh, allow myself to anticipate change. Astrology is another great way that helps me prepare for change. Um, but the amount of changes are going to be so revolutionary and so new and very like, it's like when a brand new type of cell phone comes out and the innovation is a great word yeah. for what we're kind of coming into. I'm looking forward to that. And I understand that not every emanation of that energy is going to be like the brand new technology. That's super cool. Some of it's going to be technology that's like, oh man, still needs some work. Um, but I think that there's plenty to choose to look forward to the way that it's going to unfold. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to make the best of whatever comes up, but just choosing excitement is the one thing that's in our control at the moment.
1: Yeah. I fully, fully agree with that in
0: a very
1: big way. Um, yeah, I think that is kind of it. Is there any final thoughts you have to add for this week?
0: I feel like I've done so much talking. I'm like almost hypersensitive or hyper aware of it, but yeah, I just think overall it's, you know, this week in and of itself is very restful, recuperative. It feels like, you know, the sauna, the spa sinking into letting your muscles relax intuitively. I feel like is an important thing to do this week, letting Mm -hmm. your body rest and like find that true definition of rest, even if you're resistant to rest like me, <laughs> um, I, we were talking before this, Emily and I, um, my body gave me a huge indication that I need to actually rest, which is no, um, no surprise since these eclipses are happening on my son. So, mm-hmm. you know, and in my first house of my body, when I talked to my mentor about it, I was like, what's the best way to prepare for this? She's like, yeah, you might want to take care of your body make sure you are resting yourself. And sure enough, of course she was right. So, um, kudos to you, Larry, you're already correct, but that's one thing that I would take advantage of with this Pluto or sorry, this Jupiter Neptune energy. I've already mm-hmm. noticed a lot of people getting a little spacey and feeling very ungrounded. So like you were saying, being grounded is a way to take advantage of that sun, um, sun sextile to Saturn, which happens mm-hmm. as well this week, really offering us that ability to like Focus in, zero in, and anchor what we're learning. So, if you're feeling spacey, journal it, capture the ideas so that you can understand them. Because allowing yourself to not have your feet on the ground is going to let you float away like a balloon. And that is not, that's going to be fun for a while. Like, who doesn't want to fly? But after a while, you start feeling untethered. You start feeling Mm -hmm. like you don't know where home is anymore. And you start feeling abandoned. You do not want to be the abandoned balloon. So, anchor yourself. Don't abandon and, yourself. Yeah. Abandon, or don't abandon yourself, but allow yourself to be anchored through processing your thoughts, honoring your thoughts, seeing where they take you. Let your thoughts be activations for wherever they guide you. And then out of this, instead of confusion and the possibility of like paranoia and feeling ungrounded, you will feel grounded, rooted, catalyzed and driven and inspired in a certain direction, which is what I wish for everyone. And what I, I have faith that everyone who listens to this podcast and was drawn here is truly kind of pursuing anyway, but I hope that that is true.
1: I know for me I'm, one of my biggest indicators when I need to ground is when I start realizing or like getting really into the fact like everything is pretend all of this is mm-hmm. fake and like oh nope i need to ground <laughs> this is yep. not, this is not where i'm going so if you're feeling a little bit of that too and i get it ground it out yeah. for yeah, sure i've been
0: carrying um, my heavy grounding crystal for a while now like mm-hmm. I have a live and earth trine in my chart and I also have a water trine so they are at odds with each other right now where part of me wants to be the balloon and the other part of me is like can you tie off to something like just get a grip yeah And thank you
1: guys all for listening. We appreciate you very deeply. We love having you here and feeling your energy. It's a really cool time. Um, It's a perfect time to journal, like, on a day-to-day basis so Mm -hmm. that you can track how you're flowing, the things you're realizing. Um, It doesn't always always anytime i say that immediately all of the millennials go like dear ginger vibes or uh, that's told by ginger right where it's like dear diary and you have to start yeah. it every day don't do that that's not required it's just jot down even if it's just a notes app or whatever just a little paragraph about your day how you felt any ahas you had move on mm-hmm. that's it <laughs> i feel like we got super corrupted by the idea of journaling when we were kids Yeah, Um, and how it was supposed to be, and there's so much like pressure there that's like not required. Uh, So don't fall into that trap. But it is a really good time to do that. So definitely highly recommend that. Overall, though, we're in a good place, and things are. Oh, what?
0: So So I just had a ping where instead of dear journal, start your entry with "I had a thought," and that Mm -hmm. way you're not committing to writing to an entity. (laughs) You're committing to "I had a thought." It's this thought, the end. And that way you're giving yourself permission to let it be. Whatever it needs what to be, long or short. Yeah. I appreciate that. I think
1: that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. And we're in a really good space and excited to chat with you guys next time. Um you, if you want to watch us do this again, we are on YouTube. It's the Alchemist Inkwell. You can find us there, or we're on all podcast platforms. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and we we appreciate you all and
0: Go, go make, make some, some magic. magic.